Hello, everyone. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you can. On today's show, we will discuss the already known outcome of the impeachment trial of Donald Trump. Plus, we'll get into a few other things. I thank you guys for listening. My name is Brian Rundle. This is Run's House, so let's just go ahead and get it started. Hey there, everybody. Is anybody else out there feeling like what's really the point anymore? And why, why, do, why are we going through what we go through? How does Donald Trump continue to get away with, I mean, every bad thing he does in life he just gets away with? And, you know, that's, that's pretty frustrating for the regular person. As you know by now, Donald Trump was acquitted of causing an insurrection that led to an attack on the capital of the United States. And we just gave the message now from this point on that, yeah, I mean, you know, if you didn't like the outcome of the election and your person didn't win, then just go attack the capital and just say, hey, you're pissed off. It was stolen from you. That's the message that... 43 senators said to the American public, said to future leaders of the country that, listen, things don't go your way. Just raise hell. Just raise hell. Violence. Use American flags to stab police officers. And, you know, I think is it pretty clear now that the Blue Lives Matter movement from the right was all bullshit. It was just basically saying, shut up black people and shut up white people who are defending black people. That's basically what that was. But I'll I'll tell you, I mean, if there's one word that Democrats really should start taking over, because you know the right does a great job of taking over words and, you know, just different structures of the way America is. They just take these over as if they're their own, like guns, you know, owning guns, that's theirs. You know, there's a lot of liberals and Democrats who own guns, but you would think that only Republicans own guns. Prayer. I'm not a religious guy, but I know plenty of Democrats who go to church all the time. I would wager to say that Joe Biden is a thousand times more religious than Donald Trump ever has been or ever will be. Family values, that's another one. Can you, uh, family values. Donald Trump, the leader of the family values movement. I don't think I really need to get into the past of Donald Trump and his family values. But one word that Democrats really need to start taking over, that for some reason Republicans have taken over and everybody just kind of like, yeah, let's just let it go is patriotism. Patriotism. Democrats have proven to be more patriotic now in this country than a good amount of Republicans. I shouldn't say all Republicans because, of course, we did have some patriots who stood up and said, yeah, this was wrong. I don't give a damn what your party affiliation was or is. This is wrong and we are not going to stand for it. 
and we are going to hold the guy who convinced people to come to Washington on the 6th, on the day that we were certifying the votes for Joe Biden to officially become president and Kamala Harris to officially become the vice president, accountable for possibly the worst act an American has ever relayed on his own country and his own people. But what had to be one of the most infuriating parts of the whole thing was Mitch McConnell. Did you see Mitch McConnell? And you know, usually I like to play some clips, but I'm not going to have you guys suffer through listening to that guy's voice again. But (laughs) I mean, this guy who had the chance of holding this trial while he was in office said, we can't hold it now. We have to wait one day before the inauguration for everything to start. So he pushed it back. And then when he pushed it back, came back and said, well, it's unconstitutional for us to have an impeachment trial against a president who's no longer in office. I mean, are, is this, are you kidding me? So then... After the trial was over, he came out and spoke for about 20 minutes and 20 minutes of basically saying, yeah, if we don't lock Donald Trump and if we don't lock him up and throw him in jail, I mean, we did something really wrong. I mean, this is just, I don't know what kind of system we're running here. And this system for politicians that seem to be different for everybody else is just mind-blowing to me. I mean, just absolutely mind-blowing to me. You're telling me a guy who told his supporters to come to Washington on the 6th and riled them up for months. And forget, you know, actually people were saying that he was doing it for months. He didn't do it for months. He was doing this for years. I mean, think back in 2016. He was saying the election was going to be stolen from him then. And it's clear the reason why he was saying it. Because he was afraid he was going to lose. He was afraid he was going to lose in 16. He was afraid he was going to lose in 2020. So how does his ego feel better? His ego feels better by saying, well, if I lose, there's only one way of it happening. It's from being stolen. So he was already setting this up in 2016. This stupid bastard somehow won in 2016, yet was so angry and so shocked that he lost by 3 million votes. His ego couldn't take it. So he had a committee. He actually built a committee to look into voter fraud, looking for why he lost by 3 million votes. And this committee that taxpayers paid for, which was outrageously ridiculous, wound up disbanding because they're like, there's nothing. We, we can't find a thing. So he somehow let that go because he's like, okay, finally, I'm president. So let's just move on. So as this next election started, and as he saw that he was falling further and further and further behind, he started the whole thing up again. There's no way we can lose this election unless it is stolen from us, from us. He was setting this up for months and months and months, and he had a lot of help. He had a lot of help. 
from the Fox Newses and the OANs and the, what's the other one? I don't know. That doesn't even matter. Newsmax and people like Mike McCarthy, Stephen Miller, Kellyanne Conway, that stupid son of his, the pillow idiot, and dozens of others who went on TV and basically was saying every day that the potential of the election being stolen is definitely possible. Then, of course, he gets his ass kicked in the election and all hell breaks loose. I told you it was going to be stolen. I was winning by a lot. And then I wake up the next day and now I'm losing. It just magically disappeared like he said the coronavirus was going to. And really played into the really just sad, pathetic mindset of the people who listen to this. I, he really took advantage of people who had some sort of blockage in the highway to intelligence in their brains. And crazy enough, you know, you would just think they're just these backwoods yokels that were there. I mean, there were some really doctors, lawyers, real estate agents, professional people where you had to go through some pretty challenging educational processes to get to where you were and there still have some part of the brain that does not allow a full intellect it's either that or they knew the whole time and they just have some sort of hateful racist angry part about them that decided that they were just gonna ride along with it whether it was true or not which to me is really sad. I mean, you have these sad saps who are going to believe anything just because they're just naturally angry and they're not very bright. I mean, they're just not bright people, so they're going to believe anything. I mean, I still literally have seen people on Facebook claim that Antifa was there. Antifa was the one that started this whole thing. So I'm still trying to figure that out. So did Antifa go in and start it and dummies on the Trump train followed? Or are they saying everybody there was Antifa? I, I, I mean, they don't even listen to their own logic. What logic? There's no, nothing logistical about it. They don't listen to their own stupidity. But you know who they do listen to? Donald Trump. And you know who else? Some magical guy who floats around on the internet and calls himself Q. That's who they listen to. And nothing Q has said so far has come true. But Q apparently has pushed out the date to March 4th now. Something big's going to happen on March 4th. And Q's lost some people, which is a good thing. Some people have come to their senses and kind of scratched their heads and said, I don't know, is this real? I mean, are we getting played? I mean, that's a big step just to at least ask if they're getting played. Some people made the full step and said, this is bullshit. What am I doing? What am I doing with my life? I made a fool out of myself in front of my family, my coworkers, my Facebook friends for months. I look like an idiot. But March 4th is the new date. And I wonder once March 4th comes around and nothing happens then, do they maybe some more drop off the Q train and say, all right, we had fun, Q, but nothing you said has come true. So I think at this point I'm going to bail. I'm out. But... 
I don't know. I, uh, watching that thing over the week, I was infuriated from the beginning, you know, because like I said, I, first of all, criminal charges have got to be pressed against Donald Trump, and he has got to suffer some sort of consequence for this whole thing. If he doesn't, then we're truly doomed. Because did any of us really expect that 67 senators would vote to find Donald Trump guilty in this thing? Did anybody really think that that was going to happen? None. I mean, yeah, you'd fool yourself for a second and you'd hear reports about Mitch McConnell doesn't know which way he's going to vote. We knew which way Mitch McConnell was going to vote the whole time. I mean, listen, I saw people on Twitter all over the place and they were just angry at Democrats. You blew it again, Democrats. The, you voted to call witnesses and then you caved. No witnesses. Like, guys, stop. There was, it wouldn't have mattered. You could have brought in a hundred different witnesses. You could have brought in the Trump fam. You could have brought in Donald Trump himself. He could have walked in to that chamber and testified and said, yeah, I called all those people there, and I'm glad they did it. I'm glad they stormed the Capitol. It would be basically a, a, a few good men. When if you, if you ask Donald Trump, did you order the code red? His response would be, You're goddamn right I did! And he probably would have got a standing ovation from half the people in that chamber. I continue to have concerns that there are people in Congress who are holding on to this Trumpism. They're holding on to MAGA. But do the math. I mean, if there is some positivity of this whole thing, I'm not really sure why they're clinging to this. Because as I've said before, Donald Trump had some sort of personality and he had some sort of charisma that could draw you in if you were a simple-minded idiot or you were an angry racist. So he had that. And I don't see those other people who are trying to be the next Donald Trump, I, I can't see them pulling off the same thing. But again, let's go back to the math. The math says that MAGA and Trumpism is not the way to go. They lost, first of all, they lost in 2016 by 3 million votes had it not been from a, a bullshit email story 10 days before the election. Things could have been differently. I mean, Hillary Clinton lost by, what, less than 70,000 votes in three or four different swing states. So they lose the election by 3 million votes in 2016. They lose the House overwhelmingly in 2018. They lose the presidency in 2020, and they lose the Senate in 2020. So I'm not really sure why they believe that this is the way to go. It is energizing people who have never voted before. Now, I think the only thing I can think of is that Donald Trump increased the amount of votes he got in this previous election by like 7, 8 million votes. And that is concerning. But at the end of the day, more people came out and voted than any other time in the history of this country. And when people come out to vote, it always goes to show you that Democrats will win. I mean, I saw this thing the other day and I already kind of knew it, but it just when you see it, Democrats have won every popular vote in the presidential race going all the way back to 1992, except for 2004 when Bush beat Kerry. That was the only time a Republican has won 
the popular vote in a presidential race over the last 20 years. It is clear that this country leans more towards the Democratic side. And you've heard me say it before, the Democratic side's not perfect. Everybody on the Democratic side's not perfect. You see what Andrew Cuomo's going through right now. Everybody thought he was perfect. Everybody thought, oh my God, he should be the one running for president, not Joe Biden. And it turns out he was doctoring numbers to make it look better for him up in New York. And maybe the ego thing got to him. Maybe everybody was praising him and he was like, you know what? Just kind of keep those out. No different than when Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis was basically accused of doing the same thing. And Ron DeSantis is a villain right now in, well, for many people in the state of Florida, but for many people, he's still a hero because he, he, he is um, subscribed to Trumpism. But for the most part, Democratic policies are better for the regular American people than Republican, which, by the way, I want to know what the Republican policies are. I was thinking about that. What exactly are the Republican policies? And the ones I came up with were um, rights to own a gun, which I already have, freedom of religion, which you already have. They try to act as if the First Amendment right has been taken away from them, which it hasn't. But really, I mean, their policy is to troll liberals and to make the conservative media happy. And to make sure Sean Hannity talks positive about you and Rush Limbaugh and Mark Levin and all those idiots, that's really the Republican policy right now. They try to say uh, redu- uh, reducing the debt. Get the fuck out of here. You don't care about reducing the debt. Donald Trump left the debt higher than any president ever has in the history of this country. And they say, oh, it was because of COVID. Oh, no, 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 no. It was well on its way way before COVID with his stupid tax plan that basically helped the billionaires and is going to cost everybody else billions of dollars. But anyway, here's my thought. My thought is, is that the Republicans are going to try to move away from Donald Trump, the person, as much as they can. Now, there are going to be the Ted Cruz's and the Josh Hawley's and the Mike McCarthy's and the Lindsey Graham's and these guys who are going to try to continue to keep MAGA around and Trumpism around, but they will slowly dissolve themselves of Donald Trump because Donald Trump's going to have to kind of dissolve himself from politics anyway because he is going to be wrapped up in court cases over the next few years that, you know, you hope of all the court cases that are coming up that he gets pinched on one of them. I mean, I'm holding out hope still like an idiot, but I don't know why, because this guy, as I've said before, has failed forward more than any person in the history of the world, possibly. I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen one person continue over and over and over again to get away with things. And not to mention people in his own party who are so frightened and scared to death of this guy. I mean, there are men, there are women who have stood up to this Trumpism and it's like, are you kidding me? Okay, am I going to get some threats or some people going to make some death threats at me? Or am I going to get yelled at on the street every once in a while from a MAGA? Yeah, sure. But you know what? I don't care. What's going on in this country is way more important. And I know I'm doing the right thing.
thing. And that's really what it comes down to, isn't it? Doing the right thing at all times. And nothing drives me crazier than when people who continue to do the wrong thing continue to prosper. I hate that more than anything in life. It drives me crazy. People who do the right thing don't always come out on the winning end. But you know what? They can sleep at night. But unfortunately, there are people out there who just don't need sleep. Don't care about it. So, but anyway, thank you guys for listening. I've, like I said before, I'm going to try to record pretty much any time I feel like it now. I was doing two a week there for quite some time. And I don't really have the time to market it the way that I did. You know, so I'm trying to figure out exactly how much longer I'm going to do it, like I said. But I do like every time I have something to say like to throw one out there. And again, I always appreciate everybody that listens and everybody that gives me feedback. It really does mean a lot. Uh, as I said before, check out my friend Lana Quest, as you you may know her as Frosty Knowledge. She's been on my show a few times. She has a new podcast. So help her out and subscribe to her show, rate and review it wherever you can. I know she's on Spotify right now. So just Google Lana Quest and you'll find her show. And as I've said, if you want to contact me with any questions or comments, you can reach me at runshousepodcast at gmail.com. Please subscribe, rate, and review this show wherever you can. I thank you guys for listening, and we will talk again soon.